Good morning, everybody. Making your way, being a bear today requires honey and lots of salmon. All right. So how's the audio? I have been told that I've been a little quiet the last couple days. So I'll check the chat. How's the audio? Is the audio good? A little louder? A little louder than normal? Because uh, people have been saying, people have been saying that it's not loud enough. All right, sweet. We have a great show today. I will be calling Austin Fletcher from Fleckus Talks. He will talk to me. If, if you guys haven't seen his videos, they're hilarious. Like he'll, uh, like he just, there was uh, another Ben Shapiro protest at some douchey college. And uh, he goes into the heart of the monster and, uh, and talks to people. Dude's a legend. So, I just wanted to, I started a little early today. It's only 11, or 10.45 my time, and I said it was going to be 11. But hopefully it notifies you. Uh, if not, you know, you're, most people watch this on the replay anyway. But I just wanted to make sure I got in some stuff that I wanted to talk about before I called up uh, my man. So, first things first, I'm done talking about the Peterson thing, Lobstergate 2018. It's just not interesting me anymore, and I don't. And I want to uh, just not obsess about something. But tons of people were writing to me about his blog that he wrote, his like final, uh, his final clear up. And it was just as predicted. It was vague. It wasn't a direct apology. It was nonsense. He cited a CNN poll as one of his reasons. And then in the same sentence said, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the only acceptance, the only apology I would have accepted is that he was very, very wrong and he's very sorry. And he realizes that he would also have no career if he followed his, the advice he had given Kavanaugh. He was referencing that he didn't like that he lied about whether or not he blacked out and that young men many times will black out and, uh, or, you know, using phrases in a yearbook. He, he, he's completely bought into nonsense. So for those of you that have been writing me big bear, you must feel pretty darn stupid now that 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 Jordan Peterson has illuminated us with his more wizard spell lies. No, I'm out. And uh, I'm done with it. He even cited me in the blog. Uh, so if he is listening to these, Peterson, I love a lot of what you've said. And the happy birthday song I wrote you and uh, all that stuff, I still mean it. Because thank you for introducing me to Solzhenitsyn and whatnot, and uh, encouraging me to speak honestly to power and to corruption. But you are now uh, the power and the corruption. So good times. But your message is still very, very important to me. And I'm glad that I heard it from you. And um, you stood up in a time of uh, in a time of lies. But those time that time is now over. Uh, your five apologies have all just cemented that. It's like imagine getting caught cheated, cheating by your by your wife, and your apology is anything but "I'm really sorry, I'm wrong." Like imagine being like, "Listen, I, I have to explain." You know, I had a boner, and it's there, there, it's very complicated. Life is not that complicated. When people have to write like pages and pages about a very very simple thing, you know they're lying. Like writing pages and pages is not necessarily a lie. You might be explaining something or being funny or requiring a lot of 
details, but unless your apology is just, I'm wrong, what do I need to do to fix it? That's the only one. Or else it means that you still believe what you originally said and you just don't want to piss off your fans because you like your fancy suits. My mom even just said, uh, I got to say what my mom wrote to me. And, and my mom's a fan too of, uh, of Peterson because my mama is from Wisconsin. You know, the a tough, rough part of Wisconsin of, of just cold prairies, kind of like Peterson. And what did she just write to me? Where is, where is my mama? Mama. Where's mama? Where's mama? Oh, he said, uh, I am following the Peterson debacle. You know you're right. He needs a good lobster fight to quote-unquote woke him, as they say in current lingo. <laughs> he does. He needs a lobster fight to woke him up. He needs to get clipped in his face because he hasn't been facing enough competition with that, with his silly little people. All right, so let's just get down to business. Uh, Lobstergate 2018 is officially over for me, unless there's more interesting things. I will never be hampered. All right, someone just sent me this. I just sent it to Crowder, and he laughed as well. So whoever made this, it was on uh, Coop, a channel called Coop something. I don't know, but this is this is legendary. Okay, guys, show us what you got. <laughs> we have to say yes to socialism, to the word and everything. <laughs> the fact that almost anyone can get any weapon they want. Most Americans realize they're already social. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm worried about copyrights now that I realize that that's a movie. I got clipped for a copyright thing recently for playing We Are the Champions. There's people after all my videos, constant flagging. But to YouTube's credit, I haven't gotten another, um, another thing in a while, which is good. But I got to tell you guys where to find it. But now I don't, I don't know where to find it. The channel, I, I, it was, uh, man, Coop, Coop something. Coop. I don't know. Hopefully you can find it from that. I think that's the title of it. But check it out and show the guy some love or whoever made it. Pretty legendary. All right, this, is, uh, this was yesterday. Walter is, uh, has a natural ability to... To uh, chase down chickens. Here we go.
so uh, you couldn't tell because it was in fast motion, but he he kisses the chicken and then puts it in and then looks at us and smiles. And then Amy smiles and then I smile. And I keep all my darkness inside for my live streams. All right, so this is a clip that our sweet boy, Coddington Bear, Nimmer's in the house, by the way. Everyone, I see everyone saying hi to Nimmer. Uh, Nimmer is joining us now in uh, crowded writing sessions. It's it's uh, it's uh, brings a tear to my to my calloused eyes to see uh, him part of the family, uh, helping out, helping make comedy great again. We need a black. No, actually, we don't need a black. It was it's been an issue for me, but uh, he's that talented. All right, what the hell was I talking about? Do you remember what I was talking about? Oh, our sweet boy, Coddington. So, West Palm Beach, we're going to put up the whole special for free on YouTube, but uh, hugepianist.com to get the Atlanta special. I just thought that crowd was magical, and it just looked really cool. But uh, West Palm also looks cool. Here's a clip that uh, our sweet prince, uh, Coddington Bear, sent to me last night. Uh, It's an old bit, but I did, I don't know, I might have been up there for an hour 40 and sometimes I like to do the ones that I know people uh, people request because after shows, sometimes people are like, you didn't do your Timberland bit. And with music, it's slightly different than stand-up. It's a little less like, uh, it's a little less like people are like, oh, I heard that one. With with music, it's more like Freebird sometimes. So the, And the fact that I do stand-up and music makes things a little different. So sometimes I'll, I'll do a music thing for years. But uh, some, my, my, something... This was improv and people, uh, I don't know. I don't know why Coddington sent me this one to be honest with you, but he seemed to really like it. But if you want to pick up the new special, hugepianist.com, $1 of every sale goes to our sweet boy. So he can get more pajamas and fly around with Wendy and his friends, Peter Pan. All right, here we go. No, that's the wrong one. Imagine Timberland produced Beethoven. It was like... By the way, I fully look like lesbian Wolverine.
it's wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you. That's called fucking Stockholm Syndrome. have it easier when they write songs like the weekend i like the weekend weekend's got some good songs he's got this song i know i'm riffing a little but i've never had a fucking electric piano thing happen but uh this is the weekend this like black dudes can get away with this shit as fucking romantic songs right i only call you when it's half past five the only time i'd ever I feel me when I'm fucked up, that's the real me. When I'm fucked up, that's the real me. Yeah. I only and women are still like ah. <laughs> White people are like, wherever you go. The only the only like I mean to feel like air clapping at balls. <laughs> It's time to go home now. Okay, so let me just sum it up. He's like, you want me to play more? All right, so it goes. How's the beginning stars? Anyone know? It's late in the evening. And everyone turns to see this beautiful lady who's walking around with me. And then I tell her as I turn up the lights, I say, My darling, you look wonderful too. He's basically like, Hey, baby, you look good. Bye. <laughs> like, he's basically like, the beginning is they're going out, and he's like, yeah, you look good. Then they go out, and she looks good, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then they go home, because he got hammered, so he makes her drive, which means he didn't let her drink. <laughs> he's like, it's time to go home now, I got aching head. So she puts me to bed, and he's like, you look good tonight. And then he goes to sleep. That's fucking gangster as shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh... Yeah. Richard Marxist, someone wrote. Someone asked how long are my shows normally? That one was about an hour 40, I bet. San Antonio was two and a half hours. I was up there for probably almost three hours. Uh, that was one of my favorite shows. We just didn't record it very well. But that was the one where I really, really went down the Our Hero Adolf Hitler rabbit hole. It was a blast. But I think the right amount is an hour and a half, hour 40, you know. Yeah, good times. So hugepianist.com to get the special. It's independent. It's not Netflix, so that means it doesn't suck donkey dicks. It doesn't put dicks in its mouth and ass uh, like every comedy special on Netflix. God, they're disappointing. The last funny one I saw was uh, Hitler's Dog. Norm MacDonald's special was hilarious. Other than that, it's been just sucking of donkey dicks. Why? Is it because comedians can't be funny anymore? Of course not. It's because of um, incentives. Susan Rice, the former cabinet member of uh, the Obama administration, is now one of the heads of Netflix, just like a ton of other political figures. It's the propaganda wing. And uh, they give you between 500000 and a $1 million for most comedians. Of course, Chappelle got $20 million to uh, 
to suck on that donkey dick. Uh, and basically what you have to do in every special is condemn Donald Trump in every single one of them does. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, this guy's great. Matt Wallace responds to uh, calling Chelsea Clinton a Satanist on Twitter. Quote, unquote, now that I've had some time to reflect upon my harsh and insulting words about this woman, I would like to officially not apologize for them. I sincerely believe she is a Satanist, and my only regret is that I didn't also call her a heretic. Good job, Matt Walsh. He gets it. Unlike Lobstergate 2018, you can't serve two masters. It's so funny when people tell me that I, when he apologizes, you're going to be so embarrassed. No, the fuck I'm not. That's how you handle it. You say, I will not kneel. Green eggs and ham. Oh, uh, my buddy at Under Armour sent us a bunch of Under Armour gear. Amy put it on and immediately just started running and jumping. Like, look at just this happy little prairie N-word. She's part Hispanic, and you know you know what those people are. Uh, this, this was funny. Someone sent me this. When she was growing up, everyone laughed when Amy Schumer said she wanted to be a comedian. Nobody's laughing now. <laughs> I love that in the distance. Could you guys hear the bird? Just like a, a bird of prey. Just like... This is great. Comforting lies booth versus unpleasant truths. And you see everyone at the comforting lies booth. I did a uh, a post last night on Instagram. Oh, dude, Crowder's dad just sent me the same thing with the hockey. Because Crowder's dad is a sick hockey player, by the way. He just sent me that video I sent in the beginning. I'm just going to text him. I just sent this to you. I just sent this to your son. I just sent this to Steven. All right. Um, this is what I wrote about this little meme last night. Let's see here. Uncomfortable truths. One, words aren't rape. <laughs> Two, women are capable of lying. Three, most men have zero interest in raping you and would physically protect you from the ones who do with their lives. Me and uh, Crowder's dad talked about that yesterday extensively. That The male instinct is to hurt rapists to the point where they you will probably go to jail. It's not to rape. This whole, like, men are rapists thing is insane. Beta cuck men are rapists. A lot of them. Because they can't... The women aren't attracted to them. Women... So... They, they figure out, like, some slimy, manipulative way to get chicks. And many times they are uh, rapists. And uh, so that's why this is... This is very insulting to alpha males... This whole men are all rapist thing. And there's a lot of alpha male. Alpha male doesn't just mean, you know, a tiny percentage of men. It's most men. I can, well, they should be. I mean, in this day and age, it's a tiny amount of men, I guess. But it doesn't mean it's just like this tiny amount. It means like, it just means that you're doing the right male stuff. And those people would go to prison to protect you from rape. Four, mansplaining isn't a thing. Five. You don't deserve custody just because you're a woman. Prove it. Six, your endocrine system makes you more prone to mood swings and unprovoked emotion than men. 
Seven, there's no wage gap. Eight, patriarchal doesn't mean anything of substance, and you know that. Nine, deep down you know feminism is a scam. Ten, the rape stats your super liberal friend keeps quoting isn't true and everyone knows it. No, there is not more rape at a college liberal arts campus than in uh, state penitentiaries. Sorry, Amy Schumer, but that's an uncomfortable truth. Uh, Yeah. It's just, it's just getting crazy. The custody thing really hurts a lot of people. I fortunately don't think I'm ever going to have to face that. But I feel for the men. Just because I, being a father, I now see like how much that would hurt. Like that would be un, unbelievable. It would just be like, I couldn't even fathom that. You know? Like if if someone took your son away or daughter away and you couldn't see them just because they were a spiteful bitch. That would be hell. Um, but yeah, sometimes emo- women being able to release emotions is good. Like this, this, uh, this limousine crash thing is, uh, has affected me tremendously. I, if you guys remember, uh, do you guys remember the video I showed of me and my brother singing that song about, I don't know about my troubles. Nobody knows about my troubles. Nobody knows about my troubles. Except for my baby and me. While I was born a cowboy. Way down south in New Mexico. And we were in that like really cool garage with the, with the motorcycle and all that. That was the best man of this wedding. Like this is affecting my family and my uh, community tremendously. Like that dude is one of our best friends. His brother was marrying, is marrying uh, this girl that everybody knows that uh, her entire family just died in a limousine crash. It's now like national news apparently. And they're the best people in the world. Like my buddy, he built our dock. You know, the dock that we've had at my house in, uh, in Saranac Lake. Like he built that. That's our guy. That's Uncle John to my wife's kids. That would be Uncle John to uh, to my kids. And uh, just lost everybody. 18 people just vanished. And the owner of the limousine company is a Muslim former terrorist FBI informant. And, uh, and he got busted for getting people fake IDs, fake licenses back in like 2000-something. And then... Um, became an informant for the FBI and the guy driving the limo shouldn't have even been able to drive. And they went off the road into a ravine killing everybody. And these people had children, a lot of little kids, and they were going to a birthday party. And so my wife bawled uncontrollably for about a good hour and I didn't. So now I'm just always kind of angry. So like as much as the female uh, mood swings are insane, at least sometimes they can just get it out. I, it's almost like I, have, I, I can have blue balls of the heart where like if I can't cry well and uh, my wife can just like it takes her over and she's just a mess. But then she can like I, I'm all like since this has happened, it's on my mind all the time and I find my fists like this a lot. Like yesterday, I just I did just so much unnecessary yard work and burning of of, of uh, branches and stuff, just because I'm so angry. And um, you know, I'm I balance between the I, I've been terrified of my of my own children's uh, safety and my own wife, 
wife safety just just riddled with fear and that becomes anger and then becomes fear again then sadness and then fear and anger so um yeah that's that i uh real good uh i cry with music sometimes like if i listen to uh to my old man by zach brown band i i can't not it's like impossible to not cry but it's not like one of those big female cries that lets you just not feel it. He fled to Pakistan. Oh, great. Yeah. And these, these are, these are salt of the earth. These people have been in the region since 1750. Like there's streets named after them. The dude can fix anything. They're hardworking, just wonderful people. And, uh, they're all gone. They're just, and of course there's a, there's a muzzy involved. Always a muzzy. Oh, God, it makes me sick. Makes me want to puke. All right. Tommy Robinson. Army investigates Tommy Robinson photo with soldiers. So uh, all these soldiers are, are what were like singing the Hey Tommy Tommy song. And so he's smiling. And I, 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 was, I was overjoyed to see Tommy happy. Because like after he's not going back to jail... And he even wrote to me to thank you guys and me for the song. He was like, it said it meant a lot to him. And you see him like eating food, like that he's pumped about. And he's like happy. Like Tommy Robinson looked happy. And uh, I just remember thinking that's awesome. And then they start fucking with him again. You know, so they're now, in they took all the phones from all the, uh, the army lads. And they're just like trying to make a point that Tommy Robinson's not allowed to be happy. He's not allowed to be celebrated. And all he is is a man that puts family, nation, God ahead of um, money. That's all it is. And, and the EU's plans. And for that, he, he, he burns. Dude, I'm, I'm back to like just reading the Bible again. Like, I, I can't find answers in, in secular reality sometimes. Like, what is the point of this suffering there is a point, but you have to, I just, I don't know how, how atheists do it, where it's like, without, without a point to the suffering, it's like, it's just suffering. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a rough week. So, uh, Sophia drew this, a bear drew this. It's beautiful. It's a bear. See? And then life does that. It's awesome. <sighs> Man, it's just evil. Evil's so, it's just so pointless. The problem I have with evil, the, the worst part about evil, there's this great article or before there were blogs, it would be called a blog. It was called the banality of evil. But, and if you don't know it, uh, banal, banality, I'm going to look up the exact definition uh, because it's a wonderful word. It's not like wonderful, like it means good, man, banality definition uh the factor condition of being banal unoriginality there's essentially banality to the story he tells synonyms vapidity staleness unimaginativeness lack of originality dullness something that is banal adjective banality the banalities of contemporary uh celebrity culture platitudes commonplace it, it's it's that's why i always say stalin is more evil than hitler because hitler isn't banal 
He was flashy dressed. He spoke. He spoke and got people going, you know? I think true evil, I mean, that's evil. He's evil in a different way, but the real, real grotesque evil is the pointlessness and the droning of a bureaucrat like Stalin, like just a, just a sociopath who believes nothing. You know, say what you will about our hero, Adolf Hitler, but he believed it. He, it was, he was just tragically wrong and selfish and narcissistic and broken from the horrors of World War I. Real evil is pointless. It's like, that's what gets me so angry about evil. It's like, why be sh- shitty? Like, why just do that? Like, why not let Tommy Robinson enjoy his fucking food? Like, what is it? It's just so fucking pointless. Like, wh- this guy driving this limo, it's like... Just get someone with a license. Like, they didn't have any um, checks. They didn't. They didn't check the brakes, and it, they were they were like way behind on all the uh, the checks on the fucking cars, whatever they call that, because the guy was working for the feds. Uh, Jesus calls up to suffer, calls us to suffer for His namesake. Yeah, that's that's why I don't. That's why I've been like, I don't know how people can survive with just stuff, with bread alone, as they say. Because you have to, you have to read the story about God giving his only child to suffer and die to set us free. And like, what's worse than that? You know, what's worse than that? You know, let's eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow we'll surely die. I, I texted my brother. Um, I've been terrified the last few days of my, of my children and family's uh, safety. How did you deal with that? And he was like, I, I still am. Cause he used to, it used to be bad for him. We, ha- he has, a a therapist that I went to a couple times, but he's a, he's a minister. He's a, he's a, a, a religious minister, but he's also a therapist. So it's a little bit of both, which is good. But uh, he got my brother into a better spot with that. But there's really no way around it. If you truly love someone or something in this world and you know that we all die, it's so tragic that, you know, you just have to accept the, the fallen world and just kind of fight and just fight. Man, what a, what a day. All right, let's keep going. I got to get off this topic because I'm, I'm getting a little dark. But... Uh, it's all worth it. It's worth it to see my son chase around a chicken just for that moment, you know? Because a bunch of people that I know just lost their parents. Oof. All right, so Joe Rogan. Um, Instagrams. Thanks again to Nick Kroll for a great podcast. And if you haven't seen his Netflix show, Big Mouth, you have to check it out. It's fucking hilarious. Nah, it actually sexualizes children. And uh, so Joe Rogan should check with me before he posts on social media because I would set him straight. You know, he told me that he would be the moral arbiter of me when I mocked uh, people like Sean, Sean King. You know, and I said I wanted slavery to come back just so he'd admit he's white. That's obviously to joke, a joke to anyone with an IQ over 80. It uh, doesn't mean I really want slavery to come back. And the more we 
uh, spin on this crazy world. No offense, flat earthers, but it's a, it's a spinning globe. The more we spin on this uh, crazy world, the more I realize that uh, I think we all should realize that there's dark forces at work trying to call everything racist so that we hate ourselves and have no national pride. Uh, so the borders drop and flood us with uh, uh, migrants. Why? Because globalism requires no borders. And that way you can plunge to the depths of despair and it's called uh, uh, a race to the bottom. And then everybody becomes as poor and broken as the lowest of the low in the world. And there is no rising above it. All there is is uh, despair. And a, a small group of people will have all of the power and the freedom and the money and everyone else is cattle. And, and a comedian saying something like, I want to see slavery come back just so, uh, just so Sean King admits he's white is a threat to that. So I'm glad Joe Rogan told me to check with him before posting such vicious and disgusting tweets, you know, questioning the nature of globalism. But he should check with me about sexualizing children in cartoons. And to see the comment section on my Instagram, you fools, you idiots, uh, people saying, yeah, that's funny. Stop being so, such a, cons uh, a conservative, uh, you know, lighten up. I thought you guys were about free speech. I am. This is what I'm doing, free speech, criticizing. Of course, it's probably funny in some ways. That's the whole point. It's how to normalize sex with children. You make it kind of funny. You do it with cartoons. I'm not saying to cancel it. I'm saying you shouldn't watch it and you shouldn't support it. And you should use the only power we have as the cattle is social shame. When I came at Peterson, when I'm coming at this show, I can't control the show. I don't own Netflix. I can't cancel Peterson's dates, nor would I. I'm trying to use social shame because that's all we have. All we have is our, our nature of, of deciding what we like and what we don't like, what we think is good and what we think is bad. And we choose. And that's the nature of the market economy. You, 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 you choose. I think drugs should be legal and not taken. I, like, not only am I not this like um, person who thinks everything should be illegal, I think drugs should be legal and I think every family should teach their children to stay away from them because they will affect their minds and turn them into uh, weaker people. You know, and that's coming from a guy who uses drugs, alcohol and caffeine and this powder I get from GNC. I get it. But I think that a, the clearest mind you can have is, uh, is without drugs. And I think that that's the whole point. It's your own discretion. Discrimination is the key to everything. When they say, oh, don't discriminate. No, discriminate. Only fuck your wife. Don't eat garbage food. It's like discrimination, like a lack of discrimination means that you're just capable of being raped by any asshole that wants to, you know, no discrimination. Imagine they're trying to teach that to women. No discrimination. No, ladies, you're the gatekeeper. Discriminate. Women have so much power. Only fuck good men. That will make men good. Stop fucking losers. So Rogan says you have to check out, you know. Nick Kroll's new thing where even right here, you have a bunch of 13, 14 year old depictions and they're all grabbing their genitals. 
Good job, Joe Rogan. Way to go. You're a real hero. The once great Joe Rogan. And, for, and of course, the, you can watch and laugh whatever you want, but that's wrong. Like, that is blatantly wrong. Because it's not shattering cultural taboos. I love South Park. They do some crazy shit. Like, they'll shit on each other and, you know, they'll have Jesus and Santa fighting and pissing on each other and stuff. I'm a Christian. I laugh my ass off. It's not about pushing taboos. It's about the intention. You know as well as I do that that show is trying to make people comfortable with seeing a naked preteen teen girl jumping around or like talking about masturbating. It's fucking weird and gross. They sense I can't perform at comedy clubs because I'm a quote unquote racist, but you guys can celebrate the sexualization of fucking children. Are you, are you insane? It's not even insanity. It's just base animal need. It's people that are like, but I get money for it. I get candy. Yeah, and your society isn't safe. You can't vet people. That fucking driver of that limousine shouldn't have been driving. The owner of that company is a Muslim terrorist who shouldn't be in this country. 18 dead. (sighs) Discriminate. All your money and all your candy doesn't come close to a two and six year old kid that don't, doesn't have a mom now. Oh, and what about their sister? Do you go to sister dead? Other sister dead. Other sister dead. All dead. But it's so funny. Nick Crow is so funny. He's a fucking sick little weasel. Fucking sick fucks. And I have two beautiful children, two boys and a wife. And they look to me for strength and protection. And I do a fucking good job. That is if we live in a society that at least can help at all. What do we do? We set up little, little, little warlord areas. We, we get giant fences like they do in South Africa. Everybody's armed. No one talks in the streets. Is that what you guys want? That's what happens with no borders. That's what happens when people say diversity is our strength inherently, but not diversity of ideas, just skin color. Cause we're going to import a bunch of people to take your jobs and fuck your kids and your wives. It's like, Jesus, man, Joe Rogan. And I still stand by my apology to him because I I was becoming someone I didn't want to be, but fuck him. Maybe he is good to his friends. Maybe he isn't a coward. Maybe he is loyal. I don't know. He's not loyal to truth. He's probably loyal to people that can give him candy. All right. I'm a little worked up. I mean, uh, I'm about to call Fleckus. What time is it? 1122. I'm going to call him right now, see if he's around. Uh, I'm sure we'll have, I'm sure we'll have, uh, what's it called? Tech problems. I expect that. Yeah, I'm going to see if he's there. Yo, buddy. You there. I spelled you wrong. How do you spell you wrong? <laughs> I spelled you wrong. Y-O-O-U. <sighs> that nigga stole my bike. Oh, sweet. He's there. All right, let me call him and then I'll add him on here. Now, let's see if this works. Get the camera going. 
I don't think the camera. <laughs> Yo, buddy, you there? Owen, what's going on? How are you? Oh, dude, I'm great. Thanks for doing this. Let me try and get you going here. Uh, sorry about this. Hang on. There we go. I can see you. Can you see me? I can't see you, but I knew that might happen, so I put my phone to stream it right below the camera so I can see you now. Oh, dude, you're a legend. Hang on. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Sorry oh. I'm not better looking. Oh, no, you're wicked. You're wicked handsome. Hang on. How do I do this? I messed up. Give me one second. I have to uh, go like this and like, uh, and like that. There we go. No, did you have a strong jaw? Yeah, it seems that way because of this, but that's part of the deception. So how's your day going, man? It's pretty good. I'm just drinking some solo cup iced coffee. Oh, dude, I'm crushing, I'm crushing iced coffee. So you were just at the recent, uh, I saw that video, it was awesome, where you were, uh, at, they were protesting little Ben Shapiro. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way to Ben. He just literally, he physically is kind of small, but Very not small, that man. small. He's like five, five, eight. Is, is that national average? Uh, I don't know. I think he's a little bit under national average, I'd guess. I think he's a little, I think, is he 5'8"? What are you, 5'11"? Me? Six, yeah, 6'1", 5'11"? 6'1". 6'1", yes! Yeah. Come on now. 6'1", yeah, I love yeah. that. Those two inches do mean quite a bit. Oh, huge difference. And I have a size 13 shoe, which is like a normal man size shoe. Check out the hammer on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you, what did you, <laughs> what did you notice about the people you were talking to that were, uh, I found it insane when that one girl was like, uh, uh, he's sexist. And you're like, well, what did he say that's anti-woman? And, and she's like, well, stuff. And you're like, and you just kept pressing her and she yeah. didn't know anything. Yeah, she kind of rattled off like the typical right wing speaker thing. Like, oh, they're against women. They're against gays. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, women? Like, I haven't heard that one for Ben Shapiro before. Let me tell me about that. And then she just really had nothing. And I'm just like, oh, you know, what, where did it come from? What did he say? Oh, it was one of his pieces. I was like, is it a show? Is it an article? It was an article. I was like, all right, like, what was the, what was the statement? And she's like, oh, someone just kind of relayed that to me. And, you know, uh, uh, uh. and I was like, all right. We got gold for this video. Dude, that was amazing. And uh, do, you, do you see things changing and shifting a little bit uh, towards, towards us, towards the good guys? Or do you think it's still descending into a pit of, uh, of icy soy water? Um, there was a major descent for a while. I do th see things going back to the good guys. Like when I first started my channel, it was basically like me and Owen Schroyer out there doing this. Yeah, yeah that dude's hilarious. <laughs> I love him. And uh, now it's kind of like more people are in the streets. There's tons of YouTube channels of people doing street reporting. So it does seem like it's going back in our favor. But I also do notice the left is like ramping up the rhetoric a little bit. And they're kind of in their death flails, it seems like. Because at these marches, they have the organizations are, that are the ones that, you know, put everything on, give the signs out, transportation, everything. And they're the ones that control the chance too. So they kind of give the script for the day. And the last few protests I've been to, it's been a lot of anti-cop stuff, like cops and Klan go hand in hand, oh. stuff like that. And it's like, they're giving a really anti-cop agenda. Then Hillary Clinton came out the other day and said, you can't be civil with a side that, you know, disagrees so much with you or whatever. So it just kind of seems like they're setting the stage for what might be violence or, you know, um, just chaos in the streets. It kind of feels like that's what they're setting up for. Yeah, fortunately, they, they banned uh, all the YouTube videos about how to shoot a gun, which is good for us. Yeah. And uh, also, I've noticed that at my shows, I get a lot of cops now because they're, they're facing a lot of the same pressures as uh, comedians where they're just like, 
Like afterwards, it's like this crazy bond where we're just like, we, they, they won't let us do our job. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I've definitely noticed that too. I love the police too. And when I, I wasn't always conservative or whatever this new political thing that I am is yeah, called. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, totally. And it's like when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, cops. Like, oh, I don't know. Cops are racist. They're treating black people wrong. I don't know. And I was a little like unsure. There's no, there's no better job than cop. There's no one I appreciate more than the police. It's like the scariest, hardest job. And like you see that these kids out there, they're yelling at the cops, you know, who are you protecting? You're protecting hate speech. It's like they're protecting you guys, to be honest. Like if the protesters wanted to go fight the Ben Shapiro people, the protesters don't win a majority of those fights. So like they, they're really anti-cop lately, but the cops are actually the ones that are doing all the protecting. They were saying cops and Klan go hand in hand. A majority of the police officers at the event were black. Eh, they make no sense and are more unhinged by the day. Well, the vast majority of America isn't insane, but the problem with a lot of them is they'll go with the flow. And that's those are the people I'm usually fighting for. Like, you know, I'll show the hypocrisy of the left, not thinking that it'll change the left's mind because they, they don't care at all. You know, I'll be like, Candace, you just called Candace Owens a white supremacist. And they're like, yeah, like they don't care. But tons of people, those are dramatic examples of how crazy the left has gotten because you know, our grandfather's Democrats of like unions and stuff isn't the, the Democrats now. And I don't think a lot of people realize that because a lot of people that aren't leftists are at work. So they don't even see this stuff. And uh, and that's one thing I'm trying to show where if you show up like a little white, like Antifa dick st looking into a black man's eyes, that's a police officer that puts his life on the line every day. And they're like, you're KKK. Like that is like, poof. like that just opens the mind. Cause I've been saying this for a while now as a comedian, I've been seeing it just the, the hypocrisy with comedy and art is unbelievable. But now when you can see it, uh, just dramatized like that, people are finally waking up, I believe. Oh, definitely. And I think it also, there's like a level of trolling from the people that pay for these groups, like the, and you know, the people that support Antifa, it's like, they are the fascists. It's almost ironic to call them Antifa or the refused fascism people. Their, their organization is called Refuse Fascism, and they're like the most fascist people out there. I think it's all a troll. They're all just being played as useful idiots. And that's kind of what I try to do with my videos. My videos aren't made to convince the leftists that I'm showing that, hey, maybe you're wrong. You should rethink this. My videos are used to separate the problem with the left and have rational people who find themselves left of center to reevaluate and be like, you know, I'm not going to defend those people. They're crazy. Where does that mean I fall? Oh, I guess I'm center left or directly in the middle, which right now is like a conservative stance. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the Overton windows moved to the point where I almost don't know what a center is. It's it's like, do you believe in objective reality or do you think you're you're your own postmodern wizard and can create, you know, unicorn wieners on genders? Like it's just not even close. And speaking of uh the the fascist like who's really the fascist? This, I try to promote other people that are like cuz you know, I I sometimes will go after people that are being pieces of shit, so I like to also be positive. And I think you'll like this. This is some dude I discovered this week. His name's like Anomaly. Anomaly, yeah. Anomaly, yeah. So I, I, I listened to a couple of his videos and I thought he was awesome. He had this tweet. It says, maybe if the left succeeds at tearing every statue down, owning every television station, controlling social media completely and censoring out dissenters, they can finally save us from fascism. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Like that's a beautifully written thing. And this is a young dude. Like you're a young dude. And so that's why I like to show... Uh, people that the, the, the people coming up aren't, 
aren't these zombified idiots like they're portrayed on television like this dude that's that's a brilliant point that isn't being made on any of the mainstream uh, yeah. news stations yeah anomaly is great he's a friend of mine he lives out here in la too i hang out with him all the time oh that's cool man tell yeah. him uh, i don't know if he knows who i am but tell him that i'm a i'm a fan that i think he's a real smart real smart cookie oh definitely definitely how's la these days it's disgusting i live <laughs> um i live in skid row like right near skid row and it's horrible. Like you walk outside, it smells like piss, and like the piss from the ground bakes in the summer. In the summer, it had been. It's still hot though. It bakes all day, and it's like really musty and like thick piss air. And there's shit everywhere. Human shit. Human. Um, shit. Human. A lot of human shit. Uh, there's people sleeping everywhere, and they're disgusting. And the city doesn't want to fix it. I don't know why. Uh, and my rent's kind of expensive too. Like I live literally like 50 yards from Skid Row. And my rent is like a normal rent you pay like L.A., New York. So it kind of sucks. It's horrible. Everyone's an idiot. Everyone's dumb and brainwashed. And, you know, they're on this sinking ship and they're going down with it. And they and they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, but th there's some like sick street art stuff going on, though. We're like, yeah. Every yeah. Like some 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 like right wing people will uh, like my buddy um, Sabo will like do some. Do you know that dude? Yeah, I know Sabo. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Like he'll he'll like put like just some um revealing thing right in the heart of nonsense land and it's just like what you described it's the way they handle money is insane you know the biggest uh difference between rich and poor the biggest disparity in america is in california the land of utopia you know they say all this bullshit but in fact uh th there's the most th the most uh income inequality in the country by far is california and the least or uh, a lot of the states in the deep south and the least with, with money is Texas. So these wow. idiots are literally creating all, they're creating their own uh, claim nightmare. You know, and I think a lot of the useful idiots don't realize that they're just enacting their own nightmares and there's a small amount of people that know exactly what's going down. Yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly how I would put it. Um, the, the people who are at the protest for the most part are good people who think they're doing the right thing. They've just been sold on a horrible deal and are like, I always say this, I always say they're, they ha they, they're close. They understand the problems, they're close. They have the whole thing backwards, but they're close. Yeah, Where, yeah, yeah you know, no, like totally. Dude, I, used to, I used to be pro-choice because I thought that I was being the good guy. You know, like I used to think, like I, used to, I, I bought into that whole rhetoric of like, female freedom and female autonomy and stuff because i hadn't had a child yet and i hadn't really been faced with you know um that the whole process of life creation and hey look there's his his face and now he has a liver and and then things started really clicking and then to hear all these people being like abortion is freedom and you're like what so it's like i know that that feeling of, of changing your mind on an issue that gets you absolutely blackballed from uh many social groups and it physically hurts to like change your opinion sometimes when it's the stakes are that high but it's possible and i think you're right there's a lot of people that think they're doing good uh that are just following along with these uh these empathy traps and these these weird lures that the wizards are doing and that's 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 why i think i got so uh, disappointed with jordan peterson is because i know he knows better and so that's that's why it hit me extra hard because it wasn't one of these like young retards that just thinks they're saving the world, you know? Yeah. And with Jordan Peterson, like everything he said for the most part, I've always kind of been in line with somewhat or I understand where you're coming from. For this one, it just feels like someone slipped him a piece of paper and was like, here's your stance on this.
they yeah, really just didn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah, and then his yeah. apologies, his backpedaling wasn't he didn't fall on the sword, which is the only move, and just say, Yeah, I'm I now realize the irony that if if I had followed what I just said to do, I would have no career and I would lose everything. And, you know, I, I literally have been preaching the opposite this whole time. Uh, and I'm really sorry. But instead, he was just like, you know, it depends on what you mean by lies. And so at that point, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there is, it's oh. like, and, and like when you get out of, out of the cults of personality, because I sometimes find myself just attaching myself to strong male figures <laughs> and I'll just be like, that's my guy. Like I just have that tribal nature where I like strong male leadership. And, and I think part of it is moving away from my brother because I always have been a younger brother looking to strength. And so I'm starting to get out of that zone where I'm just going to see people for their ideas and what they say and less about just like being their guy, their hitter, you know? Yeah, that makes total sense. I'm the same way too. And I think that's what the difference between the left and the right is, especially like whenever someone criticizes Trump for his leadership, it's like there's a reason we picked him as the leader. Like I remember this is kind of a few weeks ago at this point, but when he was meeting with Putin in front of like all the media and everyone at that ceremony, all the people on the left were like, why isn't he calling him out and embarrassing him and like taking a stand in front of the world? It's like. It's because what could you get done after that? After you embarrass the guy in front of the whole world, like what do you think to go shake his hand and like make a deal? He's pissed after this. Like, wouldn't you rather keep it civil publicly and then behind closed doors press him a little bit? And it's just like these people are not natural leaders, but then they critique the leaders. And it's like it's easy to say from the sidelines for sure. Exactly. I think Trump's doing a phenomenal job. And yeah, I came yeah. in I came in skeptical. I, I was skeptical because um I was one of those people that just didn't, I couldn't see a reality show host being a politician. And then now that I see what he brings to the table with business and reality shows, um, just his ability to, to perform as well as to run a business. I now see this. I, th I now see why the political class hates him because it reveals just the nature of their class, which is nothing like they, they bring nothing to the table. You know, Bernie Sanders has never had a job. Yeah. Like, like he's exactly. never done anything with his life. And, and that's why it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm open-minded to different, um, types of people going into politics in the future. Like this whole, like, you know, it's gotta be Harvard or Yale law and then right into the public sector, quote unquote, public sector. And then they're there for 40 years. And then somehow they're worth a half a billion dollars. Like that path is just nonsense now. Yeah. And for as much as people hate Trump on the left or people are unsure of him, what he's doing is bringing transparency to government. Like whether you like him or not, everyone is watching every single thing he does under a microscope. And that was the problem with the government. For years, it was just people just on their own, behind the curtain, running the show, becoming worth half a billion dollars after a few years of service. And now that he's in there, all the people that hate him have to watch him. And it's like, oh, they're putting kids in cages. And it's like, yeah, they've been doing that for a while. Like, oh, you know, oh, this, so oh, that. True. And it's yeah. just like, great, whether you like him or not, transparency is good. And it's like, here's the problem with the government. He basically got elected with social media and out on his own money and social media. So it's like he's solving a lot of the problems that we have with the establishment government as is. Yeah. And this is this is the good news about all this. It feels like our institutions are being ripped apart and the divides in America are are, are just going insane. And it's over nothing, which is even more infuriating. You know, it's like in 50 years, are you going to tell your are people going to tell their kids that people had a civil war over pronouns, you know? But <laughs> I think the good, the, the thing that could be good about this is we're dealing with 
decades of of shit that's finally coming to the surface and it's almost like a body destroying a virus like it's getting hot to kill a lot of stuff that we've had to deal with for a while that we've just kept putting under our beds because a lot of these problems had nothing to do with trump and it's just trump is the catalyst to reveal you know uh behind the curtain of the wizard of oz there's just some little fucker from the intellectual dark web. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, pretty much. And it's tricky, though, because it's tough, because when I make these videos, especially, like, I have friends that aren't too political but are considered liberal, but they're still my friends. And they're like, I don't know. Like, you know, what if we tried to, like, peacefully talk this yep. out? I feel like you're kind of divisive. I told them, I'm like, imagine this being, like, a nice property with an old house on it. Like, the foundation is corrupted. The foundation's compromised. We have to knock this whole thing down and rebuild it. Like, there's no going our separate ways. It used to be that way where it's like, oh, you can be a Democrat. I'll be a Republican. We'll argue at Thanksgiving and we'll go separate ways, agree to disagree. Like, we can't even have that anymore. Like, my cousins can't even come over on at the holidays anymore because of this stuff. So it's like we do have to actually fight it out in the culture side, not obviously physically, like in the culture side and fight it out and destroy what's been toxic and weighing the people down for so long. Yeah, and it's gotten to the point where if we don't stand up for ourselves, it really is like when people call someone a cuck. I, I, I didn't used to get that. I thought it was kind of this like right-wing meathead thing. Mm. And then and now I completely get it. It's like when you have like Michael Che, who he's a, a friend of mine from back in, in the comedy days. It's like he's a fine young man. But like when I see him on SNL talking about how like uh, any like our Republican women, are you guys captives? And I'm like, oh, you mean my wife and my mother-in-law? And like, fuck you, man. And at that point, if you just take that and you let someone call uh, the women that you love in your family uh, captives and that for some reason they're not thinking for themselves or they're, they're gender traitors and stuff, if you just take that, you're a cuck. And that's what cuck means. It means that you just let someone else dominate that which you hold dear. And, and at this point, you can't do that. You know, 10 years ago, they weren't saying your mother's a tra uh, gender traitor. You know, now it's getting to the point of uh, you got to hold your hold your ground because that's what conservative means. It's to conserve. Hold your ground. It doesn't mean to comply with every idiotic thing that comes out of a brown university think tank, you know? Yeah, that's 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 exactly it. I saw a great meme the other day and it was like an old school picture of like a, a housewife with like a kid's like putting something in the oven. And it was like feminism, like the lie that um, they lied, the lie they sold you that serving a corporate master yeah. is better than serving your family and kids. And it makes total sense. And it's like, yeah, we don't need women at home, you know, serving families and having kids. They can get work and be a career person. It's like, cool. Then you're still going to be 40 something and not have a family. And then you're going to be pissed because you married your job. Yeah, that was a Chesterton quote. I, I, I saw the same meme. It was uh yeah, it's like it's crazy that serving another woman's man is somehow not slavery, but serving your own man is. And it's like it's not serving your man. It's serving your family. And that's what the, the man and the woman are both serving the family. And that's why it's it's so ridiculous how feminism has flipped reality on its head. And now we're seeing nonsense upside down world coming true where tolerance is intolerance. Hate is love. Love is hate. You know, uh, guilt is, is innocence, innocence is guilt. And it's just, I think it's a great time to be alive if you haven't sucked the devil's dick like these people. Uh, and it's an awful time to be alive if you're one of these zombies just clawing <laughs> at a courthouse when you don't even know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, how many people, yeah, I talked to so many people, oh, you know, why are you defending a, a rapist or an alleged rapist? And it's like, whoa, like that escalated quickly from what Christine Blasey Ford said originally to now this guy's a gang rapist and we're, you know, we're picking the wrong hill to die on. It's ridiculous. And adding to what you said about, um, like, just the classical feminist point of view, my mom growing up, um, she was really successful. She worked on Wall Street. She's like one of the first women vice presidents at her uh, company. She was really, really good, just worked really hard and was working her way up. But then she had her fourth kid and decided to stay at home and raise all these kids. And I could tell in the beginning it was like, you know, was this the right choice? I had a whole career in front of me. But she brought the same passion and energy that she would have given to her career to her kids. And she had like four, you know, normal people that she raised into good people. So it's just all about the trade-off and what you value. And I feel like the people that are convincing these young women that they don't want to get married and don't want to have family and that's slavery are the ones that don't really have that option themselves. Dude, that's so cool to hear. My mom had a similar thing. My mom was a professor and quit. Um, she wasn't as rewarded with money but she's rewarded with prestige it's a it's a similar type thing they're both currencies you know and so she quit uh to be a stay-at-home mom and at first same thing it's like she worked so hard you know came from nothing in wisconsin became a college professor at syracuse university and just when she held her her child she was like this is my calling and again it's like that's that's why my mom will always be one of my heroes because without that i could be like a serial killer or some shit you know yeah, I think the same for me. And adding, um, just watching you too has really changed a, a lot for me and my perspective. Because originally I was like a left-leaning person. I didn't pay attention to politics. I thought Obama was great because he was a black president. He was going to unite the country. Hope and me change. Too. Yeah. I'm like, hope and change. I'm like, yes, hope and change. Like, black president, we're not racist. Like, we yeah. get it. This is great. <laughs> and then, you know, he obviously did nothing. Um, yeah. and then I was, I was always pro uh, choice too. I'm like less babies, get rid of them. We, yeah. we don't want babies, blah, blah, blah. And now after like this, this wake up I had at, at the 2016 election, it's like now I find myself just like wanting a family and the biggest thing you can shoot for and the best thing you can achieve is having like a good family and being a good father. And that's something I've seen from your page too, because you're like a normal, cool guy who like I see myself in potentially you're older. I look up to you and then I see that how much you prioritize your family and raising your sons and being good to your wife. And it's just like, that's, that's it. That's what we want. And you live on like a mini farm with chickens <laughs> and like in the woods. Like, yeah. yeah, I need to get out of piss LA and go have a family and some cows. You're going to be a great dad, dude. And chickens are a blast. And yeah, uh, I saw and, yesterday. I saw oh, those yes. good video. Yeah. Dude. It's like people think that you're losing something by dedicating yourself to your family. And in fact, it just solidifies so much. It like burns off so much dead wood and, and it really, it, it allows you to grow in ways you never thought you'd grow. And, and, uh, th that means a lot, uh, that you said that because I, I do, that's why, cause I, I, I struggle with that because at first I thought about, you know, uh, showing pictures of my family or little videos of my family is somewhat exposing. And like, do I want to, uh, do that or not. And, and so what I came up with is I'll never put like my kid in a sketch or have him be like an actor in my videos, but I have to put show a window into my life because so much of uh, mass media and Hollywood won't show young men what it looks like to be a normal guy with a family. And I've gotten so much feedback from, from dudes being like, yeah, man, I think we're finally ready to have a kid. Like, it, like, I can't believe that you get to just have breakfast with these people and, 
you know, <laughs> and it's, it's great. Like my wife this morning hugged me and said, um, like, I, I feel very lucky to have you. And it's like, that's real. Like all these shows where every man and woman are always just fighting and it's like, oh, the guy's so stupid. She's such a bitch. That doesn't have to happen. That's a, that's a, that's just one reality that they're trying to use to make us like not have any pride in ourselves anymore. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's something I've always seen in society kind of like preps you. They obviously, the culture like steers where the people go and I, I got up until a couple of years ago, I was under the impression that like, eh, I'm not going to get married. If I do, it'll be in my thirties. And like, I'll have like one kid. If that it's not even a priority, not even in my mind. And it's like, it's kind of the same for a lot of people, because like you said, they never show young fathers in a positive way or in a cool way where you say like, Hey, that's like what I'm shooting for. And then they put everyone in debt. You will come out of college in you know, 50 to a hundred grand of student loan debt. And you live with roommates until you're 35. So when do you have a kid? When do you have a family? And they, they just, you know, postponed maturity and they just prolonged adolescence for these people in my generation, the generation below us for so much longer than it used to be. Like my parents had like two, like three kids by the time they were 31 or 32. And it's like the, the millennials and the generations after are going to be so far behind. It's going to be less people. But I think the conservatives are the ones that are actually going to be having the families. So I think long, long term we'll be OK. We'll have another, you know, revival. I think we are having a revival, which is cool, because I think the colleges have become so insane that I think young men are starting to see that a very valid uh, path is to go to trade school or to start a business. Like, I'm, I'm starting a fund for my kids. It's not the college fund. It's the first business fund. You know, I'm just trying to break that paradigm that you have to, you know, like 12 Years a Slave, that movie. I did a bit that it was about college debt, <laughs> where it's like mm. to, to intentionally become an indentured servant to uh to learn nothing like you learn that capitalism is bad and america's bad and everything is rape it's like like my wife that's the thing is you almost have to pay a dowry now where it's like she went she has her master's in engineering from usc and sixty thousand in debt and uh wanted to be a a, a mother and so that's a dowry I'm paying to the state now, but it's worth every penny, you know? And so any, anybody that doesn't have to go down that road, uh, doesn't have to. And, and, you know, she did it because she didn't want to have to be under the thumb of an abusive man. And so when she realizes, realized that, that she wouldn't be with me, uh, her natural instincts kicked in and she wanted to be a mother. And I think that a lot of these women are sold this whole line of bullshit that men are rape. And so when they meet a good man, um, they they're set free and they don't realize that they don't need to have this backup backup plan of being this high powered engineer. Be, uh, they just want to breastfeed, you know? Yeah. There, yeah. The, the, the women in our culture have been sold the idea that submitting to a man is like the worst thing you can do. When in reality, it's like the best thing for both people, the men and women are meant to complement each other and everything we've been sold so far is just pushing us so much further away from God, put further away from families further away from all the things that actually make us like a country of individuals. They're just, you know, it's, you know then, then, you could, then it makes it easier to put in socialism or communism or something like that. So I think we were at like a very, very much like a tipping point in 2016. And if we, if Hillary Clinton had won, like it would be over. It, like this would be, we'd be a couple years behind Europe and we would just be all going down that globalist tr uh, track towards, you know, hell on earth. 
And I think that uh, Trump's saving the day. I feel like there's almost like an, uh, a divine intervention with this whole thing. I really he, believe that. I believe I'm that. closer to God than I've ever been. I was never a religious person. Are you a religious person? I, dude, me and you are lining up in a crazy way right now. I almost got a friendship boner. But it's like, I, dude, I got back into Christianity about, I started about two and a half, three years ago. Like around, I started, pr I prayed when my first son was born and I was raised Catholic, but I was agnostic for a while. I was never an atheist, but I was always like, I don't fucking know. It sounds crazy. A boat, a giant boat. And then when you get, when it burns down to the core, you start seeing it again and you start seeing God again and you start feeling it again. And then I got back, like I'm reading the Bible to my son now. Because I really don't think uh, you can survive on bread alone. Like, it's true. It's like I'm watching these people that I once respected as, as rational atheists completely spiral and just completely become these, like, 70 gender nonsense machines. And, like, and I think my mother reading me C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and Dark is Rising series and all these, like, biblical-oriented books kept me in that path of, like, the hero's journey, right and wrong, Satan and God, like these are all things that you have to understand to navigate this world or else we're gone. And I, I really, I'm, I'm getting way back into it. And, and I think being raised Catholic, I had a lot of uh, resentment towards the church because it was, uh, my church was a corrupt church. And, but that's the institution. Man is corruptible. Man is fallen. But it, it has nothing to do with the Bible. They almost intentionally kept you away from reading it. It's, it was so interesting. Yeah. And that, that, that's exactly what you said. That's exactly what I'm going through as well. The, 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 the heading back towards religion, it was really hard to do. In the beginning, I was a Catholic. I was confirmed and baptized, all that stuff. I just really wasn't into it. I was like, oh, it's the book. We've been doing this forever. There's a ton of other religions. We start all these wars. And then you, you know, in 2016, something really switched for me. And I felt like something was unlocked within me. And I, have like a, like, and I had the ability to shine light on certain things. And now I feel almost like obligated to shine a light onto what I, you know, think is darkness or something that yeah, or being yeah. deceived. And like my goal is just to unlock as many people as possible because I myself was in their shoes just like a few months ago. Uh, even with this whole political thing, I do and I compare it to. I don't want to compare religion to politics, but there are a lot of overlapping themes here. And I was like a left-leaning person for sure, and I went right. And I feel like that is the case for a lot of people. I don't hear of many people that go from right to left. No, so never, it's a, never. It's, it's not happening at all. Like zero, mm -hmm. except, except with coercion, except through money. You know, I'll see yeah. these comedians that are going from right to left, but they're lying and it's pathetic to watch where it's like, like, like my friend, Bert Kreischer was like, just watching him start saying stuff like, uh, cartoons are racist and stuff. Like I know him really well. Like this, it's all complete bullshit. And then you see Netflix, uh, billboards with his fat fucking gut on him and you're like oh oh that's your silver and i'm like oh that's how they're getting you they're either importing you from another country or they're buying you and that to me is so gross because it it makes it so much harder for anyone like us that's just trying to speak light and darkness and it's not that we're special it's like there is truth there is light and we're just trying to repeat it and that's why man is always fall fallible that's why we shouldn't uh, make heroes out of men. But like at the same time, it makes it so much harder to do that when you have all these people just full of shit, just being like, just lying. It's like, what do you think you're going to get from that? You get such short-term gains for long-term just despair. Like if we lost due process, I really do think it was almost miraculous that Trump won. And at the time, I didn't even have that much opinion on it. 
And now, like, looking at what was coming that we didn't see coming because we're at this boiling water of frogs. You know how frogs don't jump out mm -hmm. if it's a slow boil? It's like, it's, it's, an, it's almost like a miracle that we have another shot at not being taken over by globalist, uh, socialist insanity, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, I was the same way. When, I, when Trump won, I was almost... I was almost equally surprised at the system itself not being corrupt, where it's like, oh, Hillary will win no matter what. Me too. I thought it was the fix is in. Yeah. Because like even, yeah, because when he won, everyone, like the establishment's like, ah, shit. <laughs> like we could have we, we got him any way we could, and we just really couldn't prevent, you know, him actually winning, which is like that, you know, got me excited about politics, and it got me like interested again and believing again in our system. And, you know, things were put into place to allow certain things like this to happen and to prevent corruption even though it was getting out of hand. But yeah, guys like um, Bert, I feel like they, to follow politics, you really have to pay attention every day. And I think a lot of the people on the left, um, they don't do that, but they've been convinced that politics is just bigots versus non-bigots. So they're like, oh, I don't yeah. have to do research. I'm not a racist and I'm, you know, for LGBTQIA plus people. So, you know, I'm not gonna really follow it every day, but I know that I'm on the good side and we're fighting against the oppressors. So it's like, I think guys like Bert, it's like, oh yeah, here's your script. Here's what you think politically. Like, don't pay attention to it too much. And, we'll, and make sure you come to that photo shoot for the, for the billboard on Fairfax. And it's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with him. I bye that, bye Birdie. I think that's happened a lot to people because that was me before. And it's like, looking back, I've literally apologized to people for calling them uh, Christian fundamentalist retards. Like some of my buddies that were telling me about slippery slopes and all this stuff. And I'm like, you guys are idiots. And I've literally, I've taken the time to apologize to them and say, I had hubris. You guys turned out you were right about a lot of this stuff. I never thought that, I really thought that, that some groups just wanted one thing and then they'd feel okay. I didn't realize it was a Ponzi scheme of chaos and darkness. And it's like, there's events though, that everybody sees and it's tough to make the argument that you're just in the lazy river of compliance, like this, this Kavanaugh thing, I really got into because it was, it was the, the, the other one that I can think of is, is Caitlyn Jenner being woman of the year was the other time when this happened, when it was like, obviously what was right and wrong. There wasn't even a debate. Like that isn't the woman of the year. It's like that that's a purity test for a cult. Like I, and, and so anybody that said that is a brave and beautiful woman, that is the woman of the year. I knew was a liar. And right now this Kavanaugh thing, anybody that says that they have living, lived such a pure life that this exact thing couldn't have happened to them falsely because of yearbooks and fuzzy memories from liars uh, from 50, 40 years before is a liar. Like you need due process. You cannot think for a second that this Blasey Ford's accusation is enough to destroy this man, especially when the Democrats said, this is what we will do. We will stop at nothing. Saul Linsky style. We will take him down. And it wasn't about whether or not I like him as a judge. It was about, do I like the overall rules of the game? Like I wouldn't support Trump doing a third term. And I love Trump. He may be the best president in the last 150 years, but there's rules. Like if we break the rules, we've broken the rules. Like if he wants a third term, I'm not into that because that's not America's rules. Like we have to stay with our constitution, our three branches of government, you know, and, and it, I wouldn't even go with it if it benefited me, you know? And so I can't believe that these assholes 
went along with the demolition of this man's life. When he's talking about his 10-year-old daughter praying for the accuser because she seemed so lost and broken, I, I just got jammed up. And then to watch SNL mock her and him, I was like, you guys are fucking done to me. And Matt Damon, Matt Damon is the one who plays him, who plays Kavanaugh, as if Matt Damon has any position to do something like that. And then we hear on Twitter... Oh, like the Republicans, they're, they're, they're okay with rapists. They're rape apologists. It's like you guys work in Hollywood. Like you're Chelsea Handler. You're saying Republicans are rapists and they support rapists. You're literally Chelsea Handler. You've been complicit in this for years. Yeah. And you're going to, and then, but the only reason they can do this is because their audience is so low vibration and so disengaged or unengaged, whatever the word is, that they, they, they can get away with it where their audience isn't going to be like, hey, like, don't you work in Hollywood? They're going to be like, yeah, she's right. Because they can't think more than five minutes or into the future or into the past. They're just in the moment, zombie asleep people. And I think that's why their culture is going to fail long term, too. They have a very weak audience. It's very disengaged. Um, like I was watching some late night show the other night. I was on like CBS or NBC and Whitney Cummings was on it. Uh, the candle person. And then Tom Arnold was person. on it. I love that that's catching on. Right, oh, yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, <laughs> Tom Arnold was on it. And it was like all these like. B, C-list celebrities, like burnouts that are like, you know, playing categories in the middle of the night on CBS. And it was just such a horrible, disgusting culture. Like, who watches that? Like, I don't want to watch Tom Arnold fuck around for an hour and guess someone's categories. Like, that's not entertainment. But for these people, it is because they see the, the celebrities as gods. They see them as like, you know, these huge, these, these, uh, these beings that are so much more superior to us that are all knowing and they follow them in politics and culture and everything. And these people are morons. Cause they're atheists. That's another thing. It's like it, they have a, a God shaped hole in their heart where people yeah, are designed yeah. to worship. And if you have refused God, you'll find some other asshole, Whitney Candleface uh, Cummings. And like, so my whole thing, and I, this is what I love about you and uh, a handful of, of us, like Crowder, Gavin McGinnis, there's, some, there's a handful of people right now that are being funny they're on their own, where it's not about, um, it's not about what the left is always doing. It's, it's doing your own thing. Like the Matt Damon thing, I, I, I did a video saying that Matt Damon raped me and that my wife agreed. She was like, yeah. And I'm like, look, a woman agreed. That already has a quarter million views. I did it. it I did it right on my phone. And then Infowars reported that Matt Damon raped Owen Benjamin because it's like, no, we're not just going to be backpedaling forever. It's like, no, now it's time for us to take control of the culture a little bit and start showing that you guys are a bunch of assholes and we'll make you laugh as you do it. And it's like, because these people are just becoming a great uh, thing that, that uh, Adam Carolla talked about and Jordan Peterson is uh, when you when you limit someone from the outside world, when you create these space, these safe spaces, it, it causes like atrophy of the soul and of the character where you get so weak that you can't handle any words or anything because you're so protected. That's why this this crazy wealth fame game doesn't draw dudes like me and you because we understand that there's like a penalty for that. There's a penalty to be behind fucking Meryl Streep's giant walls. You become a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And that what you said, that hole in your heart, that, that God hole, it's like, if you, that's like what selling your soul basically is. It's like, if you give that passion and that, that potential for light to something dark, then boom, then you bring other people with you. And if you're talented, then it's like, then it makes the, the bad things seem good. And like you said before, everything becomes backwards and upside down. 
And we're living in a very satanic culture. I use the word satanic a lot, and people get mad at me. They think I'm being um, dramatic. You're but not they at don't all. Know. No, it's a, that's a fact. What you're saying very is satanic. a fact. Yeah. Very satanic. And the, it, 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 is, it is a problem, but I do believe God wins in the end. I do believe the right side of history is the right at this point. And I think Hollywood will pretty much burn down for the next 10, 15 years. And then I see the conservative side of Hollywood as like a soft clay almost. So right now in the next few years, we can kind of mold it into the culture we want and take the people from the left, bring them to the right as they continue to burn. And just, you know, you can't convince everyone with Ben Shapiro videos or all these, you know, Jordan Peterson, Scott Adams, like that's good to get them into it. But at a certain point, you do need to win them over with culture, with comedy, with just general content that's not necessarily political, but maybe has some undertones to it, just so they can see cool, normal guys and be like, oh, like Owen Benjamin, he's funny. Like he's, you know, he's more right leaning. Oh, Fleckus, he's cool. Like. I, I don't agree with his politics, I don't think, but let's see what he thinks. And that is the, I think that's the gatekeeper. That's like, that's the way in right there is through the comedy and through the culture. Yeah, because if you see my biggest videos, my biggest uh, draw is, is male-female stuff. It's men and women uh, jokes. And so the, the thing about my career is when the left came at me and said that I was being sexist, bigot, hateful guy because I said men and women are different, even though women were literally applauding saying that's so true uh i knew i had to fight them or else i was done anyway so it's like i really think that the future is bright because i think um we will offer them like that's what i can offer and then what you can offer and what crowder can offer and gavin and like i i think the future is bright we just have to keep going like that's why i've been doing two hour streams every single day it's because i can feel this moment where it's like this moment where the devil's faltering a little bit and this oppressive uh, culture re regime is making people have this like moment where they're almost like a little awake for a second. And if you can show them another way, you, you might be able to, to change something for real. And that's one mm -hmm. reason why I'm working so hard. And I know yeah. you're working so hard because it's like it's it's a battle. It's a it's a battle right now. And I think that that we will. Uh, prevail in the end and the way to prevail it, it's not like we won't keep facing stuff but to prevail is just to not lose your mind and not lose your way and then you never really fail you just just keep going you know mm -hmm. i think a big aspect to that is the community itself i i've never i mean I've, i i get the the i get community but i've never really focused on that when it comes to content and stuff and I, when I started watching your videos, I realized that you created a community, your daily live streams, you have the unbearables and they're a community that are in there every day talking, you get to know the people. And it's basically a battle of the communities versus their communities. And their communities a lot of times are based in victimhood, yep. where it's like, well, we can all we can all agree that, oh, we're brown people, we're getting oppressed, you're a lesbian, get in the group, like we're all in here together getting oppressed. And that community will never succeed because it's based in such weak low vibrational like darkness when in reality you can create a community out of light and then that'll win every time it's just a matter of organizing those communities and we haven't done a good enough job of that in the last few years until recently yeah i mean that's what makes the bears so awesome is it's like it's it's just a flock of eagles where it's like you got to come to a show sometime two things first we need to get you a bear name so start thinking about that right now two um if you come to like a show and stuff and hang out after and have beers with bears they're fascinating. You know, it's like this one dude, you know, is a carpenter and like made something for you. This other, this lady uh, knitted your son a hat. You know, this guy, 
You know, it, it's like it's unbelievable. And, and they're and they're so committed to life on many levels, way crazy backgrounds all over the map. But they're not they're not these like slithery, shitty people. They're people that are willing to fight in a pinch. And when you look at the rest of their lives, they're all different incomes and backgrounds and, and all this stuff. But it's it's one thing they all have in common is they they don't see this victimy shitty way of viewing the world. They're not living their life according to the uh, deadly sins like the left is. You know, like at, every criticism they have of me is like, oh, you're just envious. You're just jealous. You're just greedy. You're just, I'm like, do you not know what projection is? Like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying what I believe. All right, what's your bear name? Um, Someone just said big, big Beard Bear. We have a couple. Spoon Beard Bear. Bear. Someone said Spoon Bear. Spoon Bear is pretty good. Skid I, Row I, Bear, Skid Row Bear. There's a um, hmm. Beard, Big Beard Bear is pretty good. I think Big Beard Bear for, for now. Spoon. But I do need a better one. I need a bit or big. How about Big Spoon Bear? Wooden like Spoon Bear. Bear. Wooden Spoon Bear. How about Fleck, Big Spoon Fleck Bear? Fleck Bear. Fleck a Bear. Uh, Fozzie Bear. Interview Boss Bear. Big Piss Bear. Eagle Bear. bear Gary Spoon Bear. bear Jumanji Bear. Uh, these are all coming in right now. Uh, uh, what else we got? Bigger bear, basketball bear, uh, grizzled beard bear, bear bone, triple B bear. All right. So what do you what do you what are you thinking? Um, big spoon bear. Big spoon bear. Welcome, big spoon bear. That's it's it's an honor to have you, big spoon bear. Good to be here. It's funny about the big spoon bear because like uh, under my wife's contact under the company it says uh wooden spoon ink because one time i was joking around and chasing her around with a big wooden spoon like s slapping her ass a little bit like five years ago so that's mm. that's a real connection that's, we just made that's why i use the spoon because i used to get my butt hit with it because i have an italian mom <laughs> when i was little she used to well i i have to say she threatened me with the spoon because whenever i say that she hit me with the spoon she's always like you can't tell people that like you're on a live stream you can't tell everybody <laughs> to hit you with the spoon so she's like really a, she's to really threaten me with the spoon and it made me like disciplined and good and all these kids that are having these protests in the street are just having tantrums and they never got the spoon treatment that's i think that's the i think that's the overarching problem <laughs> did you ever have to uh eat soup with the spoon like, oh yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, one time she broke the spoon on me and got mad at me for breaking the spoon because she was cooking while she needed it. Like, I picture her being like, you have broken the spoon. <laughs> she doesn't have an accent like that, but her, her mother does. Yeah, or did. She's like an old lady now who speaks normal. But yeah, you definitely got some Italian immigrant still left in us. I love it. Well, where can people find you? How can people get to another alternative from leftist comedy? How can people get to the Big Spoon Bear? Um, on Instagram at Fleckus, F-L-E-C-C-A-S. On Twitter at Fleckus, F-L-E-C-C-A-S. On YouTube, Fleckus Talks, F-L-E-C-C-A-S, Talks. Um, and I think that's it. Or, and then my email is in my Instagram as well. So if you ever want to message me anything, um, yeah, those are probably the best spots. And right now I'm working on a new video about like political discrimination. Because I've, a, a thing I learned from uh, USC the other day, and I've been seeing especially a lot lately, that the political discrimination the right faces is going completely unnoticed and no one seems to want to talk about it. And I asked a kid on campus, I said, you, you go to USC, would a person in a burqa or a MAGA hat have something thrown at them first on USC's campus? And the answer is MAGA hat. And it's like there's, 
there's no way, like, I, I can't imagine someone at USC going up to a trans person and being like, get out of here. Like, it's no. not happening. It's not yeah. happening. Yeah, but yeah. a hat or a Trump hat, you get, might get a drink thrown at you. You might get yelled at. You might have to leave the restaurant. So I'm doing a video now, and I have a lot of um, my fans have sent me uh, testimonial videos of themselves just giving us, like, two, three-minute stories about the political discrimination they face. So I'm going to put them all together splice in some other stuff and try and make like a bigger piece out of it and try to get that out there. That's brilliant, dude. Why don't it could be a funny real quick sketch is uh, go up to like one of the blood guys, like, cause you know, the bloods wear red. Like if mm -hmm. you see a blood wearing a red hat, just be like, yo, do you face discrimination wearing a MAGA hat? Nigga, this ain't no MAGA hat. <laughs> uh, well, you're the man flag is thanks for coming on and you're welcome anytime you want. Uh, Big Spoonberry, you're the greatest. You are Owen. Thank you for having me. All right. Later, brother. Have kids. I will. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, that was awesome. That guy, that guy gets it. That guy gets it. All right, I don't get rid of that. There we go. Hi, everybody. That was a fun talk. Did you guys enjoy that? I'm back in the normal chat. You guys enjoy that? Big Spoon Bear? We got 1,200 people hanging out in the new... Uh, if this was the old... If, my, if this was my main uh, live stream, there would be like 6,000 people here right now. But we already have 1,200. They can't stop us. Me and Big Spoon Bear. Big Bear and Big Spoon Bear. <laughs> All right, sweet. Yeah, Flacus is the man. All right, let me check the uh, paypal.me slash feed the bear if anyone wants to feed the bear some honey. Hugepianist.com from a special. All right, let's check these out. Let's get some feedback from the people. Good dude, huh? I love that dude. I wish I'd hung, I'd known about him when I was in LA. We would have been boys. Dude, how about when he was like, when he was like, yeah, it's just the smell of piss just baking in the sun <laughs> and everyone's homeless and no one cares. All right, let's see what we got here. Victor, huge fan from Sweden. Watched most of your stuff and brought my first, uh, bought my first comedy special ever, Persona Non Grata, and spent money and... Did you watch Norm's Netflix show? I really felt like Netflix had a hovering hand in the making of it. Didn't feel like that Norm comedy to me at times. Still loved it, though, because Norm. Any uh, kind of plans to come and bring your comedy international? Come back. Come bring back some sense into Swedes. Cheers. Well, I really want to go to Norway. I, I would stop over to Sweden, too, though. But Norway seems pretty fascinating. Uh, Norm always makes me laugh, no matter what. I don't really watch his, his Netflix show because... I just, I don't want to be disappointed and I just, Netflix sucks. I, I, his uh, talk with David Spade was good, but uh, I don't know. I need to see Norm Free. Norm Free is, it, it, it's, it's a sight to behold, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Thank you for getting Persona Non Grata, by the way. All right, Aziza. So I never comment or donate to things, but after rediscovering you on Steven Crowder, I've been watching your videos and have dived into the podcast while I'm driving or at work. I like what you stand for, and I appreciate you putting your thoughts and point of view out there. It gives me hope that the world my kids will inherit is not going to be as bad as I thought. Thank you from a mom of four little heathens. means a lot. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of us parents are feeling that, uh, that sting of fear, but... Uh, when you fight against the, the soy, the darkness, it helps. Yeah. 
And my brother also said something when I told him that I was scared. He said, all my buddies love their kids as much as I love my kids. And I know that that helps me know that we're all in this boat together. That it's not just like, you know, in my mind, Walter and Charlie are like just so special and wonderful. And, you know, people don't understand how much I feel. It's like, yeah, they do. This is how parents feel about their kids. And this is why we all have to uh, see that in each other and, and, and just know that we're all in this together. Chris. Just wanted to feed the bear. I was wondering if we could get the bears to start calling pro-choice people birth supremacists. That's hilarious. Also, I'm about to start a Christian apologetics channel. I'd like to be verified as Apology Bear. Thanks, man. Keep up all the good work. Welcome, Apology Bear. That's really funny. I think the abortion issue, the best way to fight it is uh, at home, you know, and, and to uh, just always speak on it. Always try to educate people on the horrors of it. Because I don't think there's going to be a change in the laws anytime soon. There just has to be a change in culture to make it not appear to be something anyone should do. Because women don't want to do that. It takes a lot of propaganda to make women think abortion is, uh, is freedom. Hey, this is a long one, but let me uh, give at least read part of it. Hey, oh, Ben Juan Kenobi. I'm the guy who said kidding on shaming you under the Under Armour ad. On IG, it was not an ad. I did not get paid for it. Amy just looked awesome jumping. Anyway, was cool to get a ha-ha from my current favorite comedian. I think it's fun sometimes to pretend to be ideologically possessed and troll people with the exact same language they would normally use. I, I thought you were serious because I get that shit all the time. I'm recovering SJW uh, weakling from formerly competed as a virtue signaling ally to the oppressed instead of a man. So it comes naturally. Now, it's so cringy to see. Like, I think you have said of your own dad. Yeah, unfortunately. I had a pretty weak and disengaged father. I, I feel uncomfortable saying my father's weak. It's just like, um, because there's so much good in, in my dad. Uh, you know, I have a lot of good memories of my dad. I'll, I'll put it that way. But I, I know what you mean. All right. I had a pretty weak and disengaged father, which let me down the path I was on. I've looked to JP and Malinu as virtue, uh, as virtual father figures. They were a big part of what pulled me out of the SJW ideology. Sad to see JP's recent downturn, but doesn't change the lectures and the other material that gave me encouragement. That's a great way to look at it because I do not want to condemn or criticize a lot of the beautiful and brilliant work Jordan Peterson has done and what he's done for a lot of young men and a lot of just ideas he's allowed me to see that I never would have seen without him. But it's also very important and I'd, it, to, to call out when a person is, is compromised. Because humans make mistakes, but that wasn't a mistake what we witnessed. All right. Uh, recently read Jack Donovan's book way of men and he talks about building your gang but seems to put words to what i feel uh we need as men highly recommend uh you read it if you haven't already on that note do you have any suggestions on how to make and sustain great friendships both man-to-man -man friendships for yourself and couple friendships for you and your wife together this is a challenge for me and my wife currently as we aren't shy about our beliefs and that narrows the field for us uh as millennials to say the least thanks for Helping comedy uh, stay alive, uh, telling the truth 
and never kneeling. Uh, yeah, friendships get harder the older you get because you get families and you're, you have work and stuff like that. I think for me, maintaining friendships, honesty, not putting too much pressure on the friendship, um, doing stuff you both enjoy, you know, fires, meals. Meals are great for couple friendships because you, got, you eat anyway. You might as well eat together. And that's, pre, that's real primal. That's like what a lot of friendships are for, like for thousands of years is you break bread, you know. Uh, and be honest about your views because what I found is the friendships you make in these crazy times are very tight. You know, like, um, like when people know who you are and what you believe and they also are on a similar boat, it's more bonding. So good luck to you, brother. And uh, I, I relate a lot to how you described your looking for a strong father figure. Hello, Owen. I'm a trucker and often listen on the road. I have found your honesty downright hilarious. If it's not taken, may I be long haul bear? Ah, I think there's a long haul bear. Uh, you're haul long bear. There we go. Welcome, Jason. Uh, thank goodness you started streaming. I was spiraling in some YouTube comment section about how Hitler was indeed a lefty, not right wing. It's a fact. Big government left wing. He was just national socialist instead of international socialist. I mean, he did nothing wrong, but other than that, spare the wooden spoon, spoil the leftist infants from Jason. I thought, oh, were you listening to Flaggus? Hello, big bear. This is a Rupert bear. I worked the door for you at your Cleveland show last year. When we spoke last year, I mentioned... Um, we have the same, God, my eyes are so insane. We have the same IQ and I was in the process of abstaining my mat, obtaining my master's degree. The reason I went back to school was to be a conservative voice in academia, especially history. I believe we have the same opinion with the lack of historical understanding in America that has led to many of the current problems. I graduate in May and currently trying to decide whether to continue to my PhD events, both at my school and around the country have caused doubts. And uh, has caused doubt in the futility of such a venture. I would love to get your advice. I'm applying to Hillsdale College, which, if I am accepted, I will go. But I have serious reservations about other schools. During the break, I created my own YouTube video on the true story of Robin Hood. I also want to start a podcast as well on this channel. This whole Kavanaugh confirmation has pissed me off, and I can't sit by anymore. Here's a link to my video. All right, dude, what's your fucking channel name? Because I can't go to the video right now, but... uh. Uh, I'll find you. Will you, if you're in the chat right now, will you just say where your video channel is so people can go? Cause I have total advice on this. Don't get your PhD. Uh, PhDs all came out of like the Frankfurt school of socialist nonsense bullshit. It's, it's one of the ways the left took over America is, uh, is through the PhD program. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It will get you nothing. I predict that the college and university system will absolutely just be unrecognizable within the next 10 years and just not valid. This is what I recommend. You start a YouTube channel. I'll help you promote it. Do a podcast about history. Do a really good job. Like my role and my talent and what I do is every day I talk for two, three hours to you guys. I play piano. We do jokes. I work hard at writing jokes. But, you know, I'm whimsical. I'll go in and out of ideas, whatever kind of tickles the bear that morning. And people like it. There's a need for that. 
It's fun. It's almost like having a buddy just hanging. But there's a big need for structured history. So I've always loved Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. He'll take a topic. He'll research the hell out of it. He'll do like a big three-hour, sometimes four-part series on Genghis Khan or the Punic Wars or just something fascinating. And he built this way of reaching so many more people than you ever could reach as being a college professor. That is a nonsense field. Both my parents are college professors. Trust me, I know. This isn't me as some like right-wing talking head saying, oh, college is stupid. It is. There was once a place for it. It's gone. It's like travel agents are gone. The internet replaced travel agents. Imagine if there was like a lot of propaganda interest in travel agents and they just kept pushing them on you. If you don't use a travel agent, you're a racist, bigot, homophobe. It's like, but I have a Delta app. It's like Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. So start your own thing and you can make a living doing that. That's the type of thing where um, you can charge two bucks a pod. I've paid two bucks a uh, a pod for... uh, for hardcore history, tons of them, like 50 of them. I've, and, and imagine, okay, so you have one guy. I've spent 100 bucks on Dan Carlin's hardcore history. I was a history major for four years. I studied in the Czech Republic. Uh, I was a great student, just in history, not anything else. And um, I learned way more from Dan Carlin than I ever learned in college, not even close. It's almost like the greatest lecture I've ever heard for like hundreds and hundreds of hours about topics that would never be touched at a college. So that's the type of thing where you charge two bucks an episode. Let's say a thousand people download each episode. It's 2000 bucks. Do an episode a week. And then that grows. It's, it's a great business plan and it would be great for people. All right. Hey Owen, I thought I was having a bad day when I tuned in yesterday. We just put my dad on hospice. Sorry to hear that. And I came home in my, uh, in my basement, was flooding. I tuned in to cheer up while I uh, snaked my house drain and you started playing my old man. Shit. And then the story about the limo crash, 20 young and healthy, gone in a moment. What a perspective changer. Have a great day and thankful to all the bears. Lisa in Portland. Yeah, I got a lot of people wrote to me about that song. They said that they got jammed up about that song. That song is powerful by uh, Zach Brown band, my old man. Such a good song. And that, that limo crash is just I'm, I'm just constantly angry thinking about it, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's what community's for. Just keep on bearing on. This is from Melissa. Greetings, Owen. I enjoyed watching you think and process out loud. Yeah, that's kind of my role. And I'm cool with that. Uh, your honesty and openness is refreshing. You've spoken about uh, desiring to understand the Bible better, and I wanted to pass on an awesome resource, The Bible Project. Uh, that is, thebibleproject.com is an incredible resource. You won't regret checking it out. On a more basic uh, yet core level, the book The Stranger on the Road by Emmaus. Hang on. The Stranger on the Road to Emmaus by John R. Cross gives an overview I wish I'd had years ago. Much love and God bless you and your adorable family. Thank you, Melissa. All of those resources are a big help. Israel, are you training Walter to be a contender with the chicken chasing? Yes. He's, he's the best around and no one will ever keep him down. Marcus, hey Owen, been listening to your podcast for almost a year now and really enjoy your thoughts, opinions on stuff. Do you think you can give me some advice? Hopefully. 
I'm a 23-year-old guy, grew up without my dad around, and find... And your name's Marcus? Black? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm a 23... All right. And uh, my dad around. And I find now in life that I really don't feel strong. I'm a pretty insecure dude. have never stood up for myself and feel lost. I'm trying to change that and become a person that's good enough to have a, and protect a family. Do you have any general advice and you can, uh, you can give on how to just grow as a person and stand up for yourself? Even if you don't end up getting around to answering... Ah, uh, shit. One second. Even if you don't get around uh, to answering, thanks for the streams. I get a lot out of them and hope this little bit of money can go towards something good. Marcus, you sound... Let me give you advice. You're already doing it. Like what you just wrote and what you're thinking about and what you're working towards is strength. That's what strength is. Everybody has insecurities. Everybody feels... I almost started crying in the first 10 minutes of this stream thinking about how I potentially can't uh, protect my family from the horrors of the world. That will never go away. And you can't. You can do your best. And that's all you can do. And so my advice to you, Marcus is to keep doing exactly what you're doing. It's like, you know, you know, you know, your faults, you know, yourself, it sounds, you know, know thyself, Socrates would say, and just keep reading and trying and working and accepting loss and expecting success. And, uh, and that's all you can do, brother. A lot more of us are in the exact position that you're in right now. It's just, you fight through it, you know? I feel insecure quite a bit. I have bitch hips, you know? Jason, thank you for your comments on Big Mouth. I checked it out last year when it first came to Netflix and stopped after an episode or two because it was gross and weird and felt sinister. I wonder if Nick Kroll has kids. No? I wonder why. Anyway, I don't want to see drawn boners on cartoon children. N neither do I. And again, I'm not saying to cancel it. I'm not calling for censorship. I'm saying it's, it's weird and gross. Have you heard of a general Grazepine? He is a man who is cleared, cleared of horrible crimes because they uh, changed the statute of limitations during his trial. The left should forget Kavanaugh and look at this guy instead. That sounds insane. Jason. P.S. An extra two cents. He gave me two cents. I, I find that funny, but let's not make that a crazy habit. An extra two cents to get uh, verified as anti-bear, anti-panda bear. I wanted to be paranoia bear, but I was worried it was taken. Yes. Welcome, anti-panda bear. That was a really funny joke, paranoid bear. You get it? He was worried it was taken. Owen, do you know the hashtag killstream? with at the Ralph retort. It's a great show and you'd be awesome guest on there. Check it out on YouTube channel, Killstream Live. I don't, but that sounds interesting. Always looking for new stuff. Not to sound like Netflix, but you might also like the illustrated book, Dangerous Journey, the story of Pilgrim's Progress to read to the Cubs. No, I like suggestions from not government propaganda wings. Like, tell me away. I'm, I'm all about it. And it's like, it, I'm such a dad now with, with some of this shit. I'm, I, I, I'm such a conservative dad. I'm like, I don't want Walter seeing this shit. And I totally get it now. Pinder. Hey, Owen, can you give my stream a shout out? Of course. Check out Steve Pinder. I'm going to buy your mug, by the way, and I'm going to drink it on the stream just to let you know. I haven't been able to see your 
commercial yet, but I'm buying your mug, Pinder. All right. Uh, I'm going to have Bruce Buffer on it tomorrow at 9 p.m. Central Time. I'm hoping it will be a live interview, but I might have to record it earlier and play it on the stream. We, we will be st- discussing recent events that happened at UFC 229. As always, God bless you and your family. Yeah, I love Pinder. Pinder's a great dude. Check out Steve Pinder. And tomorrow he has a live stream, uh, 9 Central Time, to talk about UFC. That sounds fun. And Ryan is going to be the last one for the day. Owen, Orca Bear here. Take a vacation already. Also, this is gold for the stream. He literally says reality is a construct. Thanks. Uh, BBC.com slash idea videos. What quantum physics taught me about queer identity. Dude, all science is doing now is just justifying ways for dudes to fuck dudes. I, 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 at one point, I thought science was this infallible thing as well. I've been there, but uh, it's not. It, it just, all it is is just a bunch of gay guys being like, science proves that dudes should touch dicks. All right, let's watch uh, Walter again in a moment of, of chicken joy. asked on the chat if I was playing piano in that. No, that was a, a stock song from the InShot app. Uh, the best song would have been the Benny Hill song, but I'm, I'm not messing around with, uh, with copyright infringement. I, I, I got I to be smarter than them because that isn't about, because copyright stuff isn't about free speech and it isn't about politics. It isn't about, you know, they'll come at you for that stuff, but I have to just be smarter than that and just not give my give my enemies any ability to take me down so i just uh i I pay close attention to that is there anything y'all want to talk about before i get out of here owen can't catch a chicken but he sure can choke him says katie uh i oh i know what you're talking about you're talking about whacking off for a second i thought you were talking about uh killing chickens because i would use a hatchet hatchet it's all about just a quick pop um once Upon a December is an amazing song. I do not know that one. I think Owen is taking a piss, says Mark. Uh, you think I'm taking a piss right now in my pants? Could you play Yellow Lead better? Yes, I can. I'm going to just do it without the funny shit. I'll just play it on the piano. It's kind of pretty on the piano without doing like the bit I do with it. All right, so...
comes in. On a silver, on a Out of the house right now walter is at gymnastics and music class so that's why i can scream like an absolute psychopath or else he would go dad dad mad dad dad mad and i go no dad dad's doing his job and he go oh dad dad funny dad dad funny i go yeah dad dad not mad dad dad fake mad to make people laugh all right what else you guys want to hear gymnastics stunts growth he's not going to be like a fucking wicked gymnastics guy. He's just going to learn about balance and trust and fear. He's not going to be like, go hardcore into like all that shit. It's just, uh, gymnastics, gymnastics is a good base, um, knowledge set that helps you with all other sports. It's not, he's not going to go. I mean, listen, if he falls in love with it, I doubt he will. He's going to be tall. I mean, even if he was a, a, the midget equivalent of my genetic strain, he would be like six, three, so uh, I highly doubt he's going to prance around in tights on a, on a damn uh, balance beam. But it's an awesome, awesome base skill for all other uh, sports. All right. Can you play any Van Morrison? Oh, well, this, this is a really good song. And then I'll, and then I'll get out of here. All right. Uh, Van Morrison. It's all over now baby blue a lot of people don't know this song it was in the movie basquiat which i enjoyed i enjoyed that movie and then i got in a twitter battle with the main star of the movie jeffrey wright because he did not understand that i was joking when i said i just saw a trailer for black panther no white people who am i supposed to relate to pass all right he didn't know that was a joke so uh he started coming at me and then i revealed I just made him look so stupid that he freaked out and got really angry. And then that idiot Don Cheadle jumped in. This is why they had to kick me off Twitter. I was really good at it. Don Cheadle jumped in with the same bullshit. And I said, you're just mad at me, Don Cheadle, because I wrote Motel Rwanda and you guys stole it from me and made it a hotel. Like I didn't even engage in the bullshit they were trying to get me to engage in. And just everybody was jumping in being like, yeah, Big Bear's crushing these two idiots. And then before you know it, I'm uh, banned from Twitter. 
right. <clears throat> That's a weird key. You must, you must leave now. You must leave now. Take what, take what you need. You think will last. But, but whatever you wish to keep, you better grab it fast. Yonder stands your orphaned with his gun, crying. Like a fire in the sun. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. The highway is for gamblers, better use your sense. Take what you have gathered from coincidence The empty-handed painter from your streets Is drawing crazy patterns on your sheets The sky too is falling over you And it's all over now stepping stones behind there's something that calls for you forget the debt you left it will not follow you your lover who has just walked through the door has taken all his, all his blankets from the floor the carpet too is folding over you and it's all over now baby blue that's a it's pretty good tune van the man version is better though it's way better uh yeah bob dylan wrote it and made it you know with his shitty voice but uh the van morrison i i, I want to play it but i don't there's copyright problems. I will next beers with bears, but uh, because Beck took the beginning. That dum 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 dum. I've been drifting around in the same same ocean. That hook that Beck used was from the Van Morrison song that was a cover of the Bob Dylan song. That's how good art is. It just keeps unraveling. It just keeps the stories keep keep coming. Uh, not in a totalitarian society though. Then there's no art at all. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Hugepianist.com for the new special, Persona Non Grata. Check out Fleckus at Fleckus all over the place. And his new documentary sounds awesome where he talks about the discrimination of conservatives on uh, college campuses, which is real as shit. Uh, my Patreon, patreon.com slash WDTL. There's no real uh, benefits. I like to keep as much as I can for as many people as I can. So it, it is under the presumption that you're just helping out the show and keeping it uh, afloat. Uh, and that keeps me one step away from the devil's penis. And uh, what else? What else? What else? 
hit the like button and share and subscribe to both these channels if you can. The live channel, because I'm not allowed to uh, get super chats or stream on my main channel, which is fine. We just navigated that like a stone in the river, and we'll wear it right down until it's dust because the bears are awesome. And uh, congrats to all the new bears who have been verified today. Welcome to a really fun and thought-provoking and good-hearted community, us bears, the unbearables. Uh, there's so many good people here, and it means a lot that you come here to our little world that we've created every day. <laughs> Owen Benjamin Clips, if these are too long for you, check that out. It's run by Base Texan, who's an awesome guy. And uh, all advertised proceeds go to him and his beautiful family. So that's a cool thing we got going on. And uh, what else? There's no road dates right now, but I will set up a new tour. I will be performing at the uh, uh, Prager U Gala Monday, November 5th, I think, or 4th. With uh, I'm doing stand-up, and uh, Harper, the former prime minister of Canada, will be speaking as well. I'm really excited to talk to him. I just saw a great YouTube video entitled where he was talking to somebody called uh, what side of the Berlin Wall the Marxists were really on because it was the west side, not the east side. The east side, they were not Marxists after the wall was up. East Berlin wasn't Marxist because they knew that socialism always ends in starvation and genocide. It was really the west that started having the ideological contagion. And don't let it in our beautiful uh, society. And if you don't believe that things can go south real bad, look at Canada, look at Sweden, look at England, Look at Germany. Uh, don't let them put a star on you. You know, don't give up your autonomy for safety. Trust me, I I understand the, the, the demonic pull of safety. I'm a father of two beautiful children. I'm a husband of a beautiful woman. And uh, I, I fear every day that something can happen to any of us. And I don't want to die because I don't want to... Uh, them to not have a dad or my wife to not have a husband. So uh, trust me, I know fear. I know the desire for safety. I know the 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 fork-tongued promises of safety from the state where they say, we'll take away your fear. Your kid will never get shot at school if we take away all the guns. You know, uh, you're, everyone will have education if you let us do all of it. Everyone, No one will have cancer if there's public health. That's all lies. All of it are lies. And I know the draw. Trust me, I, I, I lose sleep thinking of the fears I have of my family. But you have to be stronger than that. Like, look to Marcus for strength. Like the guy that, that PayPal'd me and wrote me that little letter. Just wrestle with your own weakness is strength. All right, I love you guys for real. And uh, hit up Fleckus. Give him some love. Let him know you enjoyed seeing him on here today. Because uh, he deserves it. He's a, he's a, he's a brave man. All right, much love, everybody. Have a great day. Stay hydrated.